This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jason Shepard. BYU Sports Nation is live, your day-to-day play-by-play in Studio B, presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Happy Friday, March 25th. This is how we do it. Wherever and however you're connected, great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with the man who, so aptly pointed out by one of our BYUSN listeners, is currently, and I'm just going to read the tweet from at me and Uncle Dave, who said, Welcome to BYU Sports Nation. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up alongside a man that has been giggling like a little girl since Gonzaga lost last evening, Jason Shepard. How you feeling, Jason? I am loving it. That was <laughs> awesome. It was you a rough night for the Zags it, overall. It was, and it was a great night for the opposition of the Zags uh, because not only did the basketball team uh, fail to reach the Elite Eight uh, and the number one overall seed is now out of the NCAA tournament, but uh, BYU baseball mm. handed uh, 23rd-ranked Gonzaga a, a whooping at uh, Miller Park last night. 11-2. 11-2, to yeah. So it was – and it, what was so funny was – in the dugout last night, I'm just following occasionally, seeing what the score was. And once it became a final, I cannot tell you how many people on social media reached out and was like, you got to be really happy, aren't you, Shep? <laughs> You've been very public and vocal about it. Well, this. hey, look, as I found out, I was not the only one who was rooting for, against Gonzaga. There were a lot of people in the dugout I was talking to that were like, yep. I completely agree. What you don't know is Jason is also giggling about the prospect of another BYU player, potentially to Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs. Because within our show lineup, it is pro day for BYU football. 29 of the 32 NFL teams represented, including Jason's Kansas City Chiefs. They're on hand to watch the Cougar NFL hopefuls, led by, of course, Tyler Algier. All access coverage from the indoor practice facility and several interviews with coaches and players, live reports with Dave McCann, among other things. Which Cougar can help their stock the most? More importantly, which Cougar did help their stock the most? Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. As Spencer mentioned today, a big day. It's BYU Pro Day as Cougars work out for NFL scouts at the indoor practice facility here on campus. That is where BYU TV's Dave McCann is standing by. And Dave, give us an idea of what things look like on this very important day in front of the NFL scouts. Guys, it's judgment day for five Cougars as they try to make a good impression heading into the NFL draft. Samson Nakua, Neil Pau, James Empey, uh, Uriah Leotawa, and Tyler Algier. So they've run through a handful of drills, the bench press, the lateral jump, the broad jump, and now they're getting ready for the 40-yard dash. The Vikings, Browns, and Bengals, the only teams that are not here. Everybody else has a rep here. Everybody needs a running back. Everybody needs a receiver. Everybody needs a defender. And uh, everybody needs a center. That's what the Cougars are banking on today. We're going to hear from Kalani Sataki. Uh, Kyrus Tonga's here. Taysom Hill's here. It's a who's who among BYU football guys in the NFL. And we expect to hear from Tyler and Samson and everybody else. So it's a full hour. Our live coverage continues right here from the indoor practice facility just down the road from Shep and Spencer. Guys. Fantastic. Dave, I do want to ask you, is it safe to say that the buzz is not what it was last year with Zach Wilson in the house? (laughs) 
you know, that was a different time. <laughs> and I was thinking about that on the way in today. Next year might be very similar if Jaron Hall has the kind of year that Aaron Roderick expects him to have. Plus, there'll be so many more seniors having a pro day next year. Just five this year. That's a good sign for how many guys are coming back for the fall team. Just talked to Peyton Wilgar. He's here. He can't wait for South Florida. He said he and Keenan Peely will be fully healthy on the field and ready to go. So the present and the future and a little of the past as we talked to Kalani about uh, his pro day back in the day. That's all coming up in just a bit. Fantastic. Thank you, Dave McCann, live from the indoor practice facility. Yeah, well, uh, for anybody that was a part of that pro day last year, that was a, a I don't want to say a circus because that makes it sound like it was. It was it an was, organized circus. It was circus. an organized, yeah, it was not chaotic. It was unbelievable. Yeah. It was a great day to showcase not only Zach Wilson, but BYU football. Jason, we've already mentioned it once, but why not mention it again? BYU baseball and the Batcats take down 23rd-ranked Gonzaga at Miller Park last night, 11-2. You had a great seat for that. BYU scoring seven of their 11 runs in the seventh and eighth innings. That's getting it done late in the game. They'll host Gonzaga in game two of a critical three-game West Coast Conference Series tonight. Game two, 8 Eastern, 6 Mountain. You can watch it all unfold live on BYU TV. Yeah, and on the other side of the complex, softball playing a doubleheader against Iowa State tonight at 6 p.m. Eastern time. And then again at 8 p.m. Eastern, the Cougars coming off a home loss to Oregon on Monday. You can watch tonight's doubleheader on BYUtv.org and the BYU TV app. Important bounce-back opportunity. Hang out with me. Let's watch some softball, huh? You and me let's, tonight let's on do the broadcast. It. Let's go. Sadie Minor Van Tassel and Elise Rollins of BYU Women's Gymnastics. Get this. Named Women's Collegiate Gymnastics Association All-Americans. Congratulations to Minor Van Tassel, who's a second-team all-around season winner with a career-high all-around score tied for 10th best in program history. Rollins was named the Balance Beam second-team season winner with her career-high ranking second in BYU history. Good luck to those ladies as they compete at the highest level coming up. Absolutely. Men's and women's track and field. Well, they're splitting up today between the Littlefield Texas Relays and Bobcat Invitationals in Texas and the Aztec Invitational at San Diego State. Dallin Vorkink finished fifth in multi-events and 10th in BYU history in the decathlon at the Texas Relays. Congratulations to him. Holly Folsom Walker beat her personal best in the long jump and the 800 meters, securing a seventh place finish in the heptathlon. The meet continues today and tomorrow. BYU men's volleyball making that oh-so-brutal trip to Malibu, California. <laughs> okay, maybe not so brutal, but in competition, tough. The Waves number seven in the country. That game tonight, BYU ended its nine-game losing streak, or nine-match losing streak, I should say, to Concordia Irvine at the Smith Fieldhouse recently. Why not make some waves by beating the waves? Such a pun. I know. I love it. It's terrible. Men's golf is tied for fifth place at the Goodwin in Palo Alto after the first day. Carson Lundell is the top-performing Cougar. He's tied for ninth at four under after day one. BYU men's and women's tennis switch places. The women traveling to take on Gonzaga and Portland and the men at home to play Gonzaga and Utah State. The women trying to end their three-match losing streak and the men 
coming off a win against Portland last week. Good luck to both of those teams. All rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. What's Trending presented by Tim Daly Nissan, part of the Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. It is pro day in the indoor practice facility. We just heard from Dave McCann. We've seen some pictures and images of the early events going on. As Dave said, it's past, present, and future. Jason, we're going to give you live updates and live looks into the IPF. And here is the head football coach, Kalani Satake, with Dave McCann. All right, Spencer, thank you. Coach, one of the things that, that you made clear when you took this job is part of your job is to help your guys get jobs. And so a pro day like this is their opportunity. Oh, yeah, and, and um, getting them internships in, in, in the professional world other than football is, is, is my job, too. So I, I have the honor of doing that and trying to set up as much as I can for them to have success. And the game of football is really important to our young men, and I want to make sure that they can, we can exhaust all our resources to get them as many shots as they can. Um, I mean, the game of football is going to end for everybody. Uh, it's inevitable, you know, that... And it usually ends when you don't want it to, unless your name is Tom Brady. So, um, you know, we're, we're just going to try to do what we can to help these young men. And, and um, so far, it's looking looking like it's, it's doing well. And I, I'm really thankful for all the staff and uh, everybody that allowed to make, make this happen and for the NFL scouts and personnel to be here as well. What was your pro day like? Oh, my results were not anything to, to boast about, but I had one, if that makes any <laughs> That's and, but it, and it was nothing like this I mean, information out there about my results, but um, I can learn from my from what my experiences in the past and try to make it better for these guys. And, and um, I think, um, you know, give a lot of appreciation to our our staff to make this happen, and specifically Jason Ayu and David Amadova and, and the rest of our support staff. You spend a lot of time with these guys explaining just how hard it is to get a job in the NFL and, and there's pro days going on all over the country. Uh, what do these guys look to do today to stand out? I think they just got to have fun and, and do their best. I mean, the uh, I think a lot of focus goes on this one day, but uh, the resume and the, the uh, audition was during the season and when they when they had the pads on in front of people or in, not in front of people when we had COVID, but when they're on that field, I think these guys made enough plays that they should get a shot in the NFL. And once they get their shot, hopefully they take advantage of it and, and do what they can. And, and you know, it's a, it's a it's always a, a it's a tough business. Not a lot of people make it, but those that make it ha have a lot to be proud of. But also those that make it to on a team to try out, they have a lot to be proud of as well. I'm just really proud of the things that these guys will do on the field, but more than anything off the field, the type of young men they're going to be in, in the community. I'm really excited about that. A lot was said about Tyler's 4.6 run in the 40 back in the combine, and he's not running the 40 today. Is that a deal breaker for a team, or is all the footage they have of him playing football uh, outweigh that? Well, I think he has enough film out there running away from people that ran faster than 4.6 on their pro day and, and, and combines. And uh, I don't know. This, it's like he activates a different uh, beast mode when he puts the pads on, and I think that that's just speaking enough for for what he can do. He, you don't see a lot of people chase him down. You don't see a lot of people. Uh, you saw him chase some people down. So even on special teams, when they look at that film, when he played defense special teams, there's enough out there. But a, a four six flat is a really good time for a guy with his size. And 
and uh, we'll see what he does with this with the drills, the short shuttle, and things like that. But I, I think I think um, there's been a lot of players that ran four six and slower that are making big time plays in the NFL right now. You got some of your big names here. Uh, Taysom's here. We talked to Kyrus. We'll hear from him coming up. Uh, Harvey Longy's around here somewhere. And, and you want guys to come back and support the guys trying to get out. Yeah, and those guys come back and they train here. And I mean, this. I want them to feel comfortable, you know, on campus again to come home and see our guys and and just just. I mean, we're a family, so we want them back here working out with our, our with our our staff, working out in the weight room, utilizing the fields as much as they can, and, and um, knowing that they can that BYU is always going to be a part of their life. Coach Tataki rolling out pro day. We'll let you get back. Thank you. Let's go, go Cougs. Spencer, back to you guys. Thank you, Dave McCann, with the head football coach Kalani Satake. As he said it, well, I, I had a pro day. <laughs> That's pretty much it. It was nothing like what the players are dealing with and having put out there for them these days. Well, and this is, this is an important day, not just for the five guys that are participating today, but this is an opportunity for BYU to showcase itself. And we talked about that coming up uh, or a few minutes ago when we were referencing last year's um, extravaganza when you knew Zach Wilson was going to be a very high draft pick. Remember the trade with the 49ers that ultimately gave them the third pick. That deal was done here in Provo with John Lynch in attendance. So it's it really is a celebration of the BYU football program and certainly the guys that are participating today. And And this is something that those five former Cougars are going to remember for the rest of their lives. All right, let's get to the Tyler Algier headliner news here at the Pro Day uh, situation with BYU football. He has competed in one, or at least participated, I should say, in one event. It was the bench, and we know how strong he is. 21 reps on the bench at 225 pounds. I don't know how much Tyler has to prove in terms of just his brute strength. Yeah. And, and just so everybody knows, that 20, the 21 reps, that's tied for the third best combine number. So that kind of puts it into perspective in terms of where that number ranks. And he was at the combine. And, and he was at the combine. So look, this is, this is a calculated move by Tyler Algier. This is not something that on a whim he's deciding, I'm going to do this and I'm not going to do this. He has talked with his agent, and they have gone through all of the scenarios as to pros and cons for doing certain events. He's going to stand by his 40 time that he ran at the Combine. And look, there can you can look at this a couple of different ways. And I think what Coach Satake said is perfect. That Look, there are a lot of guys that are making plays and making a lot of money in the National Football League that have slower times than Tyler Algier in the 40. And I, I think what, he, what Dave asked him in terms of how, do, how much do you rely on those measurables and things you see versus the film, I think that's one of the biggest – look, and I'm not an NFL scout. I'm not an NFL executive, so they're not going to listen to me. But I think so many times we look at measurables and we either say that guy's in because of his measurables or he's out because he doesn't stack up. And I think too many times we don't look at the body of work that somebody has had. And I hope in a case like Tyler Algier, they see the type of workhorse he was and his durability. And I think that is what should ultimately stand for Tyler Algier. They're getting ready, and by they, the four BYU players that are going to run the 40. Again, Tyler Algier not competing in the 40-yard dash. 
We'll get into more of the dynamics of that, of the benefits, the pros and cons of his decision to not run the 40 today. And initially, it, admittedly, I was kind of shocked that he was not going to do it. But again, we'll get into the pros and cons of that decision coming up. Much more from BYU Football Pro Day. Which numbers are jumping off the page and which of the five Cougars can help themselves the most? Don't go anywhere. This is a special Pro Day edition of BYU Sports Nation. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by the Tim Daly Auto Group, serving Utah since 1968. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. I think BYU Baseball just scored another run against Gonzaga. Yeah, it's BYU Baseball game day. Cougars hosting number 23 Gonzaga tonight. Game two of the series at Miller Park. You can watch it tonight, 8 Eastern on BYU TV and the app. We are live in Studio B. It is pro day for BYU football. Extensive coverage from the indoor practice facility, including live 40-yard dash uh, coverage right now. Uriah Leatawa is the man running for BYU and those NFL scouts. Great look at it down the pipe. It's coming right at you, folks. Leatawa, defensive lineman who was injury marred, but you know what? He says he's finally healthy, starting to feel good. We'll see what happens. He's just trying to get an invite to a camp, and then you never know what happens. That's, in fact, that's the situation for the majority of these guys today. Just get on a radar and do enough to get invited to a camp. Well, and we just got the, uh, the official numbers on that run we just saw, 5.08 was the time for Uriah. Uh, right before Uriah went, James Impey was running the 40, and he finished with a time of 5.46. But, but you're right. It, it's a situation where, you know what, get in a camp, get that one-on-one -on -one type situation, and then see what can happen. James Empey running his 40-yard dash. J uh, Jason just mentioned those numbers, 5.46. So I'm happy to report that when I ran my 40, it was faster <laughs> than James Empey, as it should be. Look at Samson Nakua. Now, here's an interesting guy in terms of how he may potentially fit into an NFL camp. And Sampson off to a quick start. We'll get those official numbers to you in just a moment. But I mean, Sampson, he's looking the part right now, Jason. Look, here's the thing. No matter how good of shape you think you're in, when you watch these pro days, you realize <laughs> you're just a fat slob. <laughs> I mean, these guys have been working nonstop physically since the season ended to get in the best shape that they could possibly be. And this is an opportunity to showcase that. Yes. Okay, so Samson's numbers again coming shortly. If you're just joining us, Tyler Algier is not going to run the 40. Uh, Samson Nakua ran a 4-4-8. Not bad at all. 4-4-8. Now the other receiver competing today, Neil Pau, getting set for his 40-yard dash. It's going to be tough to beat a 4-4-8 from Samson Nakua. That'll turn some heads right there. There's no question about it. The thing about Neil is he's such a smooth route runner. Um, sometimes it doesn't look like he's moving fast, and that can be deceiving for defensive backs because he'll get to open areas. Again, he's just got such a smooth running motion. And he's, and he's a bigger guy. So, I mean, he's, he's one, of the, one of the bigger receivers. And so, you know, I think, look, you certainly want to have the, the – combination of size and speed sure. but sometimes look if, if it's a bigger receiver 
you know, you may not you may not necessarily need as much because you can just go up and get a you can go up and get the football. He's got a super long stride, a four seven one for Neil Pau in his opening run, but man, the four four eight from Samson Nakua uh, is certainly jumping off the page. As far as Algier not running the 40, uh, again, I discussed there are pros and cons to this. Initially, when I heard this, I was like, why? Why not? Why not take an opportunity to just better that time? Because I've seen Tyler run a faster time. He's been laser-timed at faster times, multiple occasions within BYU football closed practices. But he opted not to. So I thought, why? Well, why not? It makes sense. Just do it. Then there is always the chance, well, what if Tyler doesn't run? a faster time, would that further uh, decrease his value in his stock? There's just so much emphasis put into those 40 times that you got to be very careful about it. And so I don't, now that I look at it, I'm like, I don't hate the decision to not do it. If he feels like 4.6 is enough, and Kalani said, look, 4.6 is, for a guy his size, it's good enough. It's all about the beast mode that he transitions into when the pads actually go on. And so they're pushing scouts and NFL execs to look heavily at the film, running away from players, a la the run at Boise State and at Utah State, and then chasing down Arizona State's defender who was, I don't know, like 10 yards ahead of him and headed for a pick six. This highlight. This is the beast mode. This This is the next level, right? That is what I'm showing NFL scouts. If If I could have one opportunity to give them one thing, it was that play. That epitomizes what Tyler Algier brings. It showed you how physical he is. It showed you his speed. And it showed you exactly the beast mode that Kalani was talking about. And and here's the thing that NFL scouts absolutely will notice. We call it, I don't know, burstability. Like he's, he's very sudden in his movements. And so Tyler, from point A to point B, obviously not the fastest running back in the draft, but his ability to accelerate in tight spaces when he's running with the football is absolutely NFL level. He ju- That's where he gets his advantage against these defensive backs and these linebackers is his burst ability. He's so fast and sudden in his cuts, and then he accelerates really fast. So uh, that's a huge advantage for Tyler Algier. R- not running the 40 today, I, I get it. I understand that more now than when I initially heard he was not going to do it. He doesn't have to drastically improve that time, I think, to – I mean, potentially what he could gain I don't think is as, as big as what he could, could lose lose if his time is not what he wants it to be. In well, and here's the other part about it. Beyond the pro day and the combine, there are going to be individual workouts. And if a team wants him to run the 40 in their individual workout, I'm sure he's going to do that. There's lots of opportunities for him to improve that if he still chooses. James Empey running his second 40-yard dash. We'll get that official time in just a moment. A 5-4-6 in his first. Empey on Cam Miller's big board, number 272 out of the top 300 available players. Again, that's according to our guy, Cam Miller, who is an NFL draft analyst and insider. Tyler Algier, number 57, and we were asking yesterday, okay, does that translate to a third-round pick or fourth-round pick? We'll see. Numbers coming in, Jason? Yeah, 537 on okay. attempt number two for James Empey, so he improved his time. 537. That's up almost an entire tenth. This is Lopa Leatawa getting set for his second 40-yard dash. He ran just over five seconds in his first. And uh, I kind of know what it's like to be in the mind of someone who is having a lot of people watch them run a 40 when I did mine. It's nerve-wracking. It is. Like, there's a lot of pressure. you got to kind of 
try and wipe that out and just be like, okay, just focus on the, well, in my case, the very minimal speed training that you did, the tips from BYU football players, focus on those and then just get out and go. But this Your is... shorts were much baggier. <laughs> um, you had a lot of... I was running you, into you were a not aerodynamic, yes. All right, Lopa just finishes his second 40-yard dash. Yeah, 5.08 was his first run. So we'll see if he can improve on that. If you're just joining our coverage of Pro Day on BYU Sports Nation for the five BYU football Cougars, I think the biggest number to jump off the page today is the 448 40-yard dash from Samson Nakua. 5.01. So he did. He did increase it. So both James Empey and Uriah Leatawa better their 40 times the second time around. You know what I love is that you compared your 40 to the BYU Pro Day 40. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be my takeaway from this show today. (laughs) I'm comparing mine to a center in James Empey, a center in James Empey, who outweighs me by about 110 pounds, Jason. <laughs> okay. And he's, he's running probably a faster 40 than I am right now. Well, Samson Nakua, who we were, you know, looking at at the 4.48, he's going to get ready to go again. Like if he can improve on 4.48, uh, that's going to be pretty impressive here. He was flying a live look on BYU TV. We'll explain it to you on BYU Radio. Samson Nakua. I don't think he got up to as good of a start as he did in the first one. So my gut instinct here, without seeing the official numbers, is that one will be a little bit slower. We'll see. Yeah, again, 4.48 was Samson's first run. And we've, uh, we're kind of waiting for the live numbers to come in to find out exactly where that second run falls. So far, Impey and Leotawa have improved on their first runs. We'll see if the same goes for Samson Nakua. But he was certainly flying. Man, he just got off to – he was out of the gate, so to speak, so quickly in that first run. We'll see. Again, those second numbers coming in in just a moment. Uh, Tyler Algier. Not running the 40, not participating in the verts or the broad jump. He did put up 21 reps on the bench. That's tied for third best in the combine. And here's Neil Pau as we take more live look-ins at the 40-yard dash among the five players participating in Pro Day for BYU football. Here is Pau with that long, smooth stride. Ran a 4.71 in his first. And we'll see if Neil improved that second number as well. Yeah, still no official numbers from Samson's second run, but as you mentioned, Neil with a, a 4-7-1. 4-7-1, we await Neil Pau and Samson Nakua. Uriah Leotawa, uh, speaking of the bench press, he tied with James Impey for the most reps of any of the Cougars competing on the bench. Both put up 23 apiece. Samson was 16, Neil was 14. I'm always interested to see the wide receiver numbers because they're not technically and usually, generally speaking, the bench press is not the most important number for those type of players. It's speed and agility and shuttle drills, uh, things like that, especially for safeties and wide receivers. But who knows? I mean, it just, what's so quirky about this pro day is you just need one one scout to kind of be like, huh, I kind of like that. I'm going to take this information back to the folks to make the decisions and hand out the contracts, and I'm going to present this to, to them and see what happens with these players. So I guess my next question for you, Jason, is which of the other four players, not named Tyler Algier, because clearly Tyler is going to hear his name called at some point in the NFL draft, which of the other four players participating today can help themselves the most 
or have already helped themselves the most today? Well, I, I immediately go to the receivers, and I think two parts to your question. I think the guy that, that has helped himself already is Samson Nakua with the 4-8. Now, we still have not seen any updated numbers for him or for Neil Pau, uh, but, but, and, I, and I know I made this point that, you know, sometimes I think we focus too much on the measurables, but knowing that NFL scouts do put a lot of stock in that, I think the guy that can help himself is Neil Pau because he is one of those receivers that has those measurables in terms of size and speed and, that, and whatnot. So I think a guy like Neil Pau in, a, in a, a setting like this has an opportunity to really turn some heads and get some people to pay attention because obviously he ended up having the injury that, sure. that cut the season short last year. So this would be an opportunity first and foremost to be able to show NFL scouts that he's healthy, but also get an up-close and, and personal view of, of what he can do uh, in, in these drills. Yeah, knee-jerk reaction right now in terms of like which player has probably helped themselves the most, just because of, and we watch the man I think it is, it's Samson Nakua, just because he was off the radar primarily for most of these teams. Um, how many of us were talking about, oh, Samson Nakua is going to be a guy that's going to make the jump to the NFL? He's off the radar. Now he's clearly he's gone all in, so I just think because of where he was and what he's done for himself today, he's probably going to take the biggest jump in terms of just exposure right. and maximizing that exposure. So much of what happens, and this is not just the NFL. This is this is the NBA, whatever. It, there are so many guys that are similar, that can do a lot of things the same, but it's all about the fit and the timing. Is it, a, is it, a, is it the, a good fit at the right time for a team? That's what you're trying to match up, and sometimes you just don't know until it happens, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's right. This was a this was the right guy at the right time with the right team, and that's what these guys are trying to do: is to find that right situation. More from BYU Football Pro Day on the way, including the college running backs coach for Tyler Algier, Harvey Unga, a former NFL guy. He knows all about this day, what it means, all the pressure involved, why he thinks Tyler decided to only compete in certain events. That and much more next on BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is brought to you by Marisk, enabling global trade for a growing world. Softball with a doubleheader today as the Cougars host Iowa State at Miller Park. A little preview of future things to come in the Big 12. Watch both games beginning at 6 Eastern tonight on the BYU TV app. He is Jason. I am Spencer. To interact with the show and get Pro Day content on demand, you can follow us on all of the major social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. And a reminder, this Pro Day segment is brought to you by Marisk, your integrated container logistics company enabling global trade for a growing world. And specifically, Marisk is teaming up with us to present Harvey Unga, BYU football running backs coach, Tyler Algiers running backs coach. He is with Dave McCann from Pro Day. All right, you got the single season rushing leader behind us trying to make some inroads today. What does Tyler need to do in front of these scouts? Solidify what he did at the combine. I mean, the guy had a great workout. Um, he did great on his bench here. He didn't do the bench at the combine, and he put up some great numbers. Um, I talked to him yesterday about it, and uh, he, he had asked me, you know, how much did I do, and I, I gave him the number. He's like, so as long as I get more than you, I'm good, right? And I'm like, hey, you'll be fine. And, and he did. He got more than me on on the bench. So proud of him for that. You know, it's it's there's a lot of uh, nerves and stuff that go into this, but you know, for him for him to do what he's doing and come out here, I think 
if he if he does what he did at the combine, you know, does all the field work and and comes out here and um, you know showcases his, his ability to catch and run routes and stuff, I think he'll be just fine. Are you worried about his speed in the forty four point six of the combine? Does that trump say two years of highlights of him running downfield? No, not at all, not at all. Um, if if the game was that important, you know, based off of a forty. Every track person would be playing football, um, but I, I don't see that. And, and like you said, the game film speaks for itself. And I think there, there's a difference between track speed and football speed and game speed. And, and Tyler shows it. And, and I don't. I don't think it's it's going to hurt him at all. I think if anything, when, when you pull up the tape, it's it's enough. In my Still opinion. looking third, fourth round. Do you think for him? Um. Yeah. I mean, th there's. A lot of speculation, talking to different GMs and, and scouts and stuff. Um, I've, I've heard majority of them are, are talking third, fourth round. Um, I mean, hopefully he shows out today, and, and you know, a, a coach or a GM or a scout or somebody sees something that could bump him up earlier. But um, I'm, I'm always hoping for the best and, and wishing for the best, and we'll see where it goes. What is this day like? You've had your day. Uh, what is this day like for these five Cougars? There's a lot of emotions, a lot of a lot of emotions, um, good ones, and and um, it, it's nerve-wracking as well. Like I said, there's there's a, a bunch of scouts out here today, and um, you know this is their pretty much their job interview. So for for anyone out there that's doing a, a normal job interview, you can imagine like it's I feel like it's that, but times ten because um, now you have everybody watching and not just you know some person that's one-on-one -on -one interviewing you. You got about 20 guys interviewing you and then um, your family and friends are around so you're wanting to do your best and, and show out and so it's it's nerve-wracking but at the same time like I was telling Ty just enjoy it enjoy it because you, you don't get this time back you don't get this day back um, and you've done this your whole life you've you've trained you've practiced the drills that you're doing it's, it's nothing different than you know you haven't already done so enjoy it and have fun and I think he's He'll do that. A job interview times 10. Harvey, thanks. Appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks, Steve. Yeah, one of the most public job interviews in the history of job interviews, the NFL Combine and Pro Day for sure at each individual school. Uh, in fact, let's uh, take you back live and look at some raw footage from some of the three-cone drills led off by Tyler Algier. And I'm glad that Harvey pointed it out. Uh, Tyler did not do the bench press at the NFL Combine. He put up 23, which would have ranked third most, and here is his three-cone drill. Again, his explosiveness, his burst. We will see this most clearly when he has pads on and he's playing actual football. We use the, the term gamer kind of loosely, but that's the best way I can explain Tyler Algier is when the pads go on and he's, it's time to play football, he just goes to another level. And he's durable, and that's what you need. Guys... As we talked about, it's a job interview. And guys that can be available in the NFL, game in and game out, that there is, there's a spot for players like that. And then you throw on top of it the fact that he has the size to be an NFL back and the speed to go along with it. It's a combination that works very well at the next level. And look, let, let's be honest. We were, you know, Dave asked Harvey in terms he's still here in third or fourth round. Running back is specifically a position 
where there are a lot of guys in the NFL, starters too, that were drafted in the fourth, fifth, sixth rounds. You do not have to be a first round or a second round draft pick to make an impact at the running back spot. There are guys on rosters all up and down every round in the NFL. So really it goes back by fit. But I think I, talk, I mentioned this yesterday on the show. Starting in round three, that's where I'm really going to start paying attention. And, and I would be surprised if we get through the fourth round and Tyler Algier has not been selected. That will surprise me. It's unbelievable that Tyler Algier, again, a walk-on at BYU, didn't receive a scholarship. He received a preferred walk-on status, was playing linebacker three years ago, and made the switch. And now here he is, BYU's clear and best draft prospect. Uriah Leatawa doing the three-cone drill. He just slipped, so he's going to have to reset there and uh, hope for some better numbers and a better showing here in his own three-cone drill. I don't know if you're the same, but the three-cone drill for me is synonymous with Daniel Sorensen. Because it was record-setting for him? Not not just because I'm a Chiefs guy, but like you said, he set a record. The three-cone drill very well may have given Daniel his chance at the next level. and I'm not saying that you discount everything else he did, but when you're putting up numbers like that, these scouts in attendance pay attention. These, these drills matter. So, to me, Tyler Algier's draft spot, we just heard from Harvey in the third, fourth round, talked to most prospects. Okay, yes, Samson Nakua lining up for his three-cone drill as well. Uh, we'll take you back to that in just a moment. It, whichever site you look at, I mean, I'm on NFLDraftBuzz.com. I've been paying attention to... Todd McShay and Mel Kuyper and Cam Meller. He's somewhere between the fifth and 12th best running back on most draft boards. Again, it's all about the team. It's all about the fit. Which execs and uh, which scouts like you. Okay, so if he goes, if he's the fifth running back drafted, then it could be as early as late round two. But I think it kind of settles in around he's the 10th or 11th best running back. And that's probably going to put him solidly end of the third round, early fourth round. But it just depends on how many running backs go. Here's another look at Tyler Algier, the uh, 20-yard shuttle drill. Sorry, three-cone drill, the three-cone drill. Okay, the L drill, if you will. Tyler Algier just ran that. A good chance for him to display the burst ability we talked about. Really, Jason, it's going to come down to how many running backs get taken early that will drive the narrative of a guy in Tyler Algier. How high is he going to go? Well, look at when Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker III and Damian Pierce and Brian Robinson and C.J. Spiller and Rashad White. When do all those guys go? Because they're all projected to go above Tyler. If that happens early, then, then that helps Tyler's draft stock. Yeah, there's there's an opportunity, depending on when the the rush on running backs happen, that, it, that a guy like Tyler Algier could move up. Because... And from, it's a I, different I, position in the NFL these it, days. It is. It really is. And look, I, I, I don't think there's going to be yep. a, a significant run early on running backs. I, I still expect a lot of that to happen second round-ish where you have a bulk of the running backs going. So I, I still think right around the third, like you said, you know, mid to late third, early fourth is where it seems – the most logical that he would be taken. But look, you're still talking about being a, a, a t- top four round draft pick in the NFL, and those guys play. It's, 
it's not like the NBA where guys that are picked at the end of the second round, and even that's changing a little bit. Yeah, where good even luck those, making a roster. Even those guys are starting to play a little bit more. But third and fourth round guys are not only getting playing time, they're starters at the next level. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, Tyler's listed as a solid pro prospect, workhorse-type running back that could be an immediate contributor. That, according to NFL draftbuzzfeed.com. Okay, we're coming back with more. We'll have more numbers for you from the L drill at the uh, pro day for BYU football. Neil Pau just fell during his. Here's one more look at Tyler Algier in the three-cone drill. This is BYU Sports Nation. BYU Sports Nation is presented by the BYU Store, official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Join us next Thursday for the BYU football alumni game as former BYU greats Max Hall, who told us he still has it, told us that yesterday on BYU Sports Nation, and Kevin Federick lead their teams one more time at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Watch the game Thursday, 8.30 Eastern time on the BYU TV app. Welcome back to BYU Sports Station. We're live in Studio B. We're also live at the indoor practice facility recapping and covering live the Pro Day uh, festivities, if you will, for five different BYU players. And the light has been shown on Samson Nakua. In my opinion, to this point, he's won the Pro Day. He's done the most for himself. He's just one of the players being discussed with Fessy Satake, the wide receivers coach at BYU, here with Dave McCann. All right, Fessy, you got two receivers on display here today. Let's start with Neil Pau. What are scouts like, and what is he trying to show today? I think Neil's trying to show he's more than just a big receiver. He's very agile. He's got speed. He looks really lean right now. Um, but I, but Neil's strengths are what I think everyone knows. He's just a, a big, strong, physical receiver. Very, very savvy in, in his play. Um, I'm excited for him. I think he's going to do a great job today in his showing. Scouts really love um, just the way he plays the game. They, they love that he's in a day and age in the NFL where you know size and speed are important, but like, can you get open? That's that's Neil's strength, and I think he's intriguing to a lot of guys. There's a smoothness to him, yeah, and, and some swagger. Yeah, he's you see it. I, I've been fortunate to play basketball with him. You see the same thing. He just he gets it. The the spatial awareness that's there, how to set people up. Um, he's an artist. He's pretty. Everything he does, you know. Some guys like they get the job done. They produce. And very physical, similar size, but a much different player. Yeah, like you said, a much different player. I think scouts, he's got a huge reach. He's got a range that you just, obviously you can't coach that stuff. And, you know, we saw a couple flashes last year where there's a ball that looks like it's about to be over his head or out of, out of his range, and he just skies up and gets it. It brings such great energy, and he plays with that energy and with that intensity. And I, I think the scouts have really taken a liking to Samson as well. I'm excited to see what he does. What are these guys trying to do in a setting like this? It's like Judgment Day yeah. uh, or Meat Market or however you want to do it. Um, what, what are they, they hoping to how are they looking to impress or what what good comes from today yeah really and I, I was fortunate to talk to both of these guys before this day and just kind of get a, a pulse on how they're feeling and making sure they're not you know overly anxious um, feeling pressure they're feeling the right pressure but they're just excited to come in be poised and just showcase that you know what these guys are, are thinking of them they want to confirm that if there are any doubts they want to you know rid those doubts and um, just kind of do what they do and and control the controllables and I've liked the message that both of them have had going into this pro day and, and I'm confident that they're going to come in with a you know, good head on their shoulders and just do what they do. Two very good receivers at BYU, Fessy, thanks. Yeah, thank you, appreciate it. Fessy Satake with Dave McCann talking about Neil Pau and Samson Nakua.
again, Samson's numbers yeah. across the board today have just been dynamite. Yeah, so so his 4-4-8, um, he's going to stick with that one. The, the okay. second run was just a tad slower. Same with Niels. He's going to stick with the 4-7-1. Uh, but Samson in the three-cone, 6-7-5, okay. and then a 4-3-4 in the 20-yard shuttle. That's for Samson. Neal at uh, 6-9-5 in the three-cone and a 4-1 in the 20-yard shuttle. Okay, so the three-cone drill for Samson, the 6-7-5? That would have been third at the NFL Combine okay. among all wide receivers. Well done. I'm telling you, Samson he's, is he's, showing he's some serious athleticism. He has one pro he, This will be the storyline from today, is that Samson Nakua is the one that helped himself the most. We're going to hear from Samson's brother, Puka Nakua, who's coming back to BYU for one more year, on what he thinks of his brother's performance thus far right after this. This is BYU Sports Nation on Pro Day. This portion of BYU Sports Nation is presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. BYU Sports Nation, always available on demand via the BYU TV and BYU radio apps. Or download the podcast. Just Google BYU Sports Nation podcast. And while you're there, please subscribe, rate, and review. Samson Nakua having an unforgettable pro day for BYU. He has jumped off the page in terms of the numbers he has put up. And to hear more about Samson's performance, who better than his younger brother Puka to assess what his older brother Samson has done? Hey, that's right. I've got his lead analyst here. Your big brother is having a good day. Uh, a really good day. He's looking fast out there. I'm out here rethinking. I'm like, dang, am I the fastest one anymore? <laughs> I, I know Kai's trembling in his boots right now, seeing him run like that. And Kai is here, so he goes a 4-4-8 in the 40, and then we just saw him turn some good speeds in these drills. What? What, what's his motivation outside of getting his job? Um, I think I know I know seeing Big Brother Kai and just having our family here. My mom and my grandma was able to come out, but I mean, this what he's he's been putting in the work to to come out for this day, and uh, he's putting good stuff on tape. So I'm excited. He's got his film and stuff, but to come out and execute in the drills, uh, he looks really good. He walked up and down uh, next to us, getting loose, and and chance to say hi to him. Uh, uh, this is a this is Judgment Day. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of pressure. Probably not been more pressure on him at any other time than other than beating Utah yeah, than exactly. today. <laughs> yeah, most definitely. I can, yeah, you put it right on. It. I don't think uh, other than beating Utah, there's it's been a it's been smooth sailing until now. So uh, he looks really good. He's he's looking swole. I mean, he's running good. Looks smooth. I'm excited to see him out here run these routes and. Uh, just finish off the day. It's been a real good day for him. Just got to finish it off right. What's he hearing from the NFL as far as uh, a future? Uh, I'm not really too sure, but I know you, you at six four, you run that. You he ran that four four. So I, I think uh, hopefully he gets some more calls and start coming. But he looked real good, so I'm excited. He come out here and finish these routes up and polish off the good day. Now you have two years of eligibility remaining at BYU, but are you looking around and seeing these scouts and thinking that? I could be here next year doing this stuff. <laughs> Definitely. It was getting excited. As soon as they started the bench, I started sweating, getting a little bit of anxiety, getting the juices flowing. I'm like, man, like, I, I, I think I'm ready to go. I don't know if I would have hit 16, but I'm like, I think I could definitely be ready for this moment next year. <laughs> you got a few more days of practice before spring camp wraps up. What do you want to get done? Uh, just have fun. Just look good. We're getting wraps. We put in some new stuff and just the fluidity of it all. I, I know that's something I've been talking about a lot, but uh, this is the chance we get to go when we're going up against 11 guys on defense and we have the full flow of our offense. So it's been fun to to keep to keep myself healthy and then to continue to look good and run run, run good routes for Jaron so he, he can sling that thing to me. <laughs> all right, Puka Nakua, uh, Samson's analyst here on Pro Day, <laughs> an outstanding receiver. Thank you very much. Yes, sir. All right, guys, back to you. Great stuff from Dave McCann and Puka Nakua. 
I agree. He looks fast. Speaking of his brother Samson, he looks strong. He looks athletic. Teams are taking notice. He's one pro day. Yeah, he by far has been the story of pro day with the numbers that he's putting up. But speaking of numbers, you did a little research, yes. and we were looking at yes. the the three cone drill for Tyler Algier, which <laughs> which turned out to be a, a seven point zero nine. Yes. Against running backs, that's pretty good. But you say to compare to I, another position. I just want, this this is just to double down on the fact that his burst ability, yes, like his his quick movement and his suddenness is real. His seven point oh nine would have been top six among wide receivers <laughs> at the NFL Combine. Not running backs with his size competing against wide receivers. The three cone drill, seven point zero nine, top six. He's a huge. Human being. I don't need no 40-yard dash. Oh, my goodness. Again, and just his ability to keep his legs churning through contact. Like, he is a physical beast and durable and a workhorse. So Tyler did his work at the Combine. Samson Nakua took full advantage of Pro Day here today. This, he may have well just earned himself an invite as a free agent to a camp. Well, and what this day also does is with these scouts in attendance up close – this will now be the next step for these guys is who wants the individual interviews. So, okay, this is a guy that could fit into our system. So now you're going to have all of these scouts communicating with the players' agents and trying sure. to set up when they can come in to talk to the teams. That's the next step for these guys, and I, that's when things get really, really exciting because then you get that personal one-on-one -on -one feedback from guys that could potentially draft you. Oh, and Samson's strong, too. His uh, 16 reps on the bench would have been number two among all receivers at the NFL Combine. Our lead voice of the day, presented by Sundance Mountain Resort, comes from uh, at Beck to Harleen saying, essentially, I think Tyler Algier bet on himself. The 4-6 yeah. is good enough. He bet on himself today that that is good enough. And uh, today's rise and shout-outs presented by Mountain America, the official credit union of BYU Athletics. Let's give it to all five of the BYU football players participating in Pro Day today. Absolutely. Love to see each and every one of them in the NFL. It's, always, it's awesome to be able to follow the Cougs in the NFL, right? Hey, well done, boys. Especially Samson at 44840. But thanks to today's guests, Kalani Satake, Harvey Unga, Festus Satake, and Puka Nakua. Conversation continues 24-7 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. For Jason, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Spencer Reed. We'll see you tonight for BYU Baseball and Softball.